podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. It's a 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil, Lacazette. Hello and welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by Leroy and Sean. How are you guys doing? All good, man. All good. Hello, man. Sean, um, you, oh, your missus joined us as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I might have to move. I might have to move. Man has got a, a, a full-length portrait. Yeah. Oh, bro. Hey, bro, that picture's I'm, cute though, man. I'm, 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 move, I'm moving position, bro. Hey, you know she pammed him to get that. Yeah. <laughs> get it. And, and said, so next you time what? you record the podcast, show, you got to put it in the picture, all right? You know what? Oh, bro. I, and I bet that was a, what, £299 camera. Bro. Ola Mills. Listen. Listen, let's not even talk about my money. My account is taking a pound in. <laughs> Absolute pound in. I'm, I'm, I'm moving position, bro. I'm going to a different room. <laughs> cool. All right, cool. Um, before we start, guys, just a few announcements to make. So, obviously... um. A lot of you might know we've um, we've just launched our Patreon this week. So, um, yeah, I just want to give a huge thanks to everyone who has joined so far. Like, we've had a very unexpected amount of people join the Patreon. Um, on, our, on our Patreon channel, we've got two bonus pieces of content ready to go. Um, we did the Wolves tactical breakdown, and we did a player profile on Bakayo Saka. So... Um, you can become a Patreon member for as little as £3 a month. It gives you access to the Discord, all the, all the live chats that we do. Every single Arsenal game is going to be live chat on Discord. So if you want to be a part of it, it's going to cost £3 a month, and that's it. If you want um, access to our bonus content, which we're going to be providing you um, at least one piece of content a week, at least one piece of content a week, 
um, that's another fiver. So it's nothing really, guys. Um, and from the feedback we've had so far, everyone has really, really enjoyed the content. Obviously, get on the Discord as well, even if you don't want to. You know, even if you don't want to pay. You know, yeah, I'm not. I'm not your biggest fan, right? If you don't want to pay, I'm not your biggest fan. But you know what? I understand it. It's a, it's a tough economy, isn't it? But get get on the Discord anyway, um, and yeah, just 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 have some fun on the Discord. Um, yeah, that's about it, guys. Um, any 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 points to make on the Patreon, or, or are you are you guys good to go into the pod? All I want to see is like if you're eating a subway, and that costs you what five ninety nine for a foot long, mm-hmm. and you don't subscribe to the Patreon, don't talk to me. <laughs> Man's coming like arms, bro. He's like, bro, he's coming like arms, Corleone. Like, <laughs> don't at me. Don't talk to me. I don't want to. Speak, nothing. If you DM me, I'm gonna air it. Air. Oh, you don't have... sign up for the Patreon, though. Love for that. Like, you can talk to me anytime you like. But Leroy gonna have... have people doing pull-ups on bus stops if they, nah. they don't sign up for the Patreon. <laughs> sign up. Yeah, though I, I I agree. No, but honestly, guys, it is it is really worth it. Like, there's going to be so much content on there, and so, so much that's um so much benefits to come of it as well. Um, guys, let's let's uh move on to the game because obviously the games are coming thick and fast. Um, we um we did we didn't do a podcast after the after the Wolves game, did we? No, because uh, we did a. It feels like we did because we did the tactical breakdown on the Patreon and the second podcast on Patreon. Right? right yeah, yeah. We haven't actually done a. Awards. Just because the games are every three days at the this, moment, as well. yeah, yeah, it's just something new to talk about. Exactly. So, um, well, we, we're gonna we'll talk about the Leicester game, obviously. Oh, we got Dan joining us as well. Um, Dan's coming late. Uh, um, yeah, we, we, we'll talk about the Leicester game first. Um, hi, Dan. Near us, Dan. Yo, it's good. Yeah, good. We were just we were just giving him a grilling about the patron, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Dan needs to get some of them vintage football shirts, bro. He needs to... I need them. Yeah, you need them. Um, yeah, so... We accept, we accept Euros as well. <laughs> every currency. Every Dollars, currency. yen, all of that stuff. <laughs> Naira as well. I, I don't know about that one still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, chill, let's chill with the, with the Naira and the, and, and the Ghana cities. Um, <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about the, the Leicester game. Obviously, that was fresh in the memory. I, I rewatched the game today. Um, it was a bit of a gutting one to rewatch, actually, because I felt like, you know, it. How did we not win? You know, it's it's frustrating because it's another it's another draw under Arteta's belt where I feel like we should have come back, come out with three points, and it, you know, similar to games we've had before. You know, you just start adding up all those points, and you're like. If only we had taken three points here, three points there, then you know um, we would have been maybe in the Champions League spots by now. Um, Sean, I'll start with you. Um, what, what did you what did you think of the um, the performance? I, th- I thought on the, I, th- I thought on the whole week was good, man. Um, first off, we started really really well. Um, I mean, well, say about 50, first 15, 20, It was it was um, Leicester had quite a bit of the ball, but it wasn't. They didn't really create a create a, a great ton, and then um, after the first twenty minutes, we started to take control of control of the game. Um, Xhaka and Sabayos really, really got a handle on it, and um, it was one of the first games um, that in in a while where we were progressing the ball really, really well through the thirds. So we were finding um, Saka and Aubameyang both through the half spaces. We were releasing them in behind, so we were getting into really, really good positions, and um, that was obviously topped off um, by the fantastic Sabayos ball, which led to. 
Saka sending Johnny Evans back to Man United and then um, Aubameyang netted, which was great. Um, but unfortunately, we couldn't really capitalise on our advantage. And I think um, it's it's been a feature because um, we, we don't finish games. Well, we, we always tend to fatigue in the second half. So Arteta was quiet, and you saw in his press conference yesterday, he said, when we have our dominant periods in games, we really need to capitalise, and, and none more so than yesterday. So it was a shame that we did that, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with you, actually. Um, it, was it a case that we just didn't have the, the that, it's that final quality again, isn't it? It's the, it's, the, it's the quality in the final third, you know, I can think of, you know, the Lacazette miss, the, the header, like... Man, it's just but, frustrating. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was because, like you said, we got into the positions. It was just the final action was poor because mm. um, it had two chances, which you think, come on, like you're costing 50 million, you, you, you have to bury them. Mm. And he did a lot of decent donkey work off the ball. But um, yeah, you, you've got to take your chances. Um, Saka had the one on his right foot. Um, well, it wasn't a great finish. So we just, we just had a couple chances. And, and like I said, once we were turning up the pressure in that period, we really needed to, to make it tell. And um, if we had gone into the second half too, Noah, I think it would have been a completely different game. So, yeah. mm. um, Leroy, um, we, we, started, we started the game pretty poorly, I thought. I think we, in, the, in the last couple of games, we've, we've, we've done all right. We've started games, you know, maybe the Wolves one, we didn't start that great because it was just a strange, stale kind of game. But I think um, we've had good first halves under Arteta. And um, we started slow in this game, but then something changed. Like we seemed to up the at- intensity a little bit. What do you think that was because of? I don't know. You know. Um, so I think we looked a little bit shaky, and we were kind of playing within ourselves at the beginning. The beginning. I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but I feel like it's got to do with confidence. I feel like when we went out there, we Leicester were a good side. They're quite a far ahead of us on the table, and it felt like we felt like they were better than us. As we got into the game, it, we kind of opened up a bit. You could see the confidence grew. And I felt that the key man who really took charge of the game and really started to make things happen was Sir Bios. Mm. Bios was really, really good, really, really positive. And I feel like he's the only one of our midfielders that is capable at the moment in time. Obviously, Ozil's capable, but he's not really playing. But to make that pass that gets from the... That, that makes something happen from the middle third to the final third, that gets those defenders turning around, that gets them, that gets our team on the front foot and makes a promising position. I feel like a, a lot of our moves, which are promising, he's either the pass or the pass before the pass, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So as him and Shaka started to really take control of the game is when we really started to, started to look pretty good. And similar to what you guys have said, we, we got into those situations, but we just couldn't convert with the final action. And, that again is just—it's just the quality in the final third thing. It's quality of execution. That's why the players make their money. Um, I thought Saka's like—if you look at Saka's assist, the quality and the execution of his assist—that's what we're missing, and that's what separates Saka from a lot of the young players. So with Abamyang, Abamyang's really good on the end of moves, but his quality in the penultimate stage before the move isn't really there. Yeah, and he then, had like an opposite to Saka, didn't he? Where um, he had the chance to knock it across to Saka and the ball just wasn't that great and Sienchu cut it out. Maybe if it was the opposite way round, you exactly. know, we score. And then Lacazette isn't the best at actually being on the end of the move mm. and making the pass good, if that makes sense. So you've got a good pass and then you've got strikers who are so sharp, they make the pass good. Mm. So I feel like we, we really need to either upgrade or rejig that front line to to really maximise 
to really maximise our potency in the final third. But I feel like a lot of the time, going back to your initial question, a lot of the reason, sorry, that we um, started to we started poorly and came in was just confidence. And then we actually thought, oh, we're actually playing quite well. We're actually better than these. And I felt that we were physically a lot sharper than them as well, which has surprised me because we were physically a lot sharper than Wolves as the game went on as well. So yeah. I'm not sure yeah. what they were doing. I'm not sure in terms of their training. I'm not sure what lockdown's done in terms of revitalising the team. But we look quite physically... In terms of stamina-wise, we look relatively capable at the moment. Mm. Let, let, let's talk about Sabayos then, because, you know, me, I'm quite infamous for, for, <laughs> for Sabayos for obvious reasons, right? So, but, you know, like, yeah, he, he, he did go off the boil a bit, right? You know, he started off well with that one game and, it, and you know, he's got, he went off the boil a bit. But since lockdown has finished and, you know, the season has restarted, he's probably been our best player. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a side to Ceballos' game that isn't mentioned enough. And I rewatched the game yesterday. I rewatched the Wolves game as well. Um, and when in in those short spaces, I think we talked about in the Wolves breakdown as well. In those short spaces, he might not be the most athletic guy, but he is so tenacious. He wins the ball back so much, and people probably wouldn't expect that of him because you think Ceballos is you know he's probably some Spanish airy frary like you know likes tiki taka and all that stuff don't like the challenge but he's he's actually really tenacious and he's aggressive mm. as well and um it's a side to his game that I didn't realize that he had is is um I'll go to you Dan is this like a side to Ceballos's game that he is improving on and does that make you wanna is that made you change your mind on Ceballos in, in terms of his future? At the club, um, I think I think Sabayas obviously had this side to his game um, okay. to, to to play in the first and second phase and be be quite tenacious. Um, I think his application has really lacked at Arsenal after the Burnley game. Um, I mean, I think he 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 was probably one of the players as well that realised Emery wasn't it, and um, uh, I think he he didn't feature much on the Emery as well. He was then injured. And then I think I, t- I made some comments about he'll be back in he'll be back in the team if he's ready to play and and he was quite quickly um, he was quite quickly back in the team actually so I think there was um there was a turn in his attitude and application um and and since since then he's been quite good I still thought that before the lockdown he was one of our brighter players but still as I said from the start of the season I think he's a very good player so my expectations of him are high and I still felt the performances felt a bit short. Um, but since 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 um, since we come back um, from the break, uh, I think it's undeniable that he's he's been very very influential for us. And um, I mean the the momentum we had in the in the in the Leicester game is is, is mainly down to him and his, his ability to find people in hard spaces. And I think generally the team's application and um, moving the ball and getting into better spaces has been better. So I think I think we said it's a process, right? Atta worked on the compactness. And um, I think we, we've got to a good base now with the compactness and people know what to do uh, in certain situations. And um, they kind of they got, kind of got the hang of it now. And now they're moving into the midfield and the final third where they're now trying to find some, some, some chemistry as well. And um, I, do, I do always, I always thought Sabayas um, had quite a round skill set. Not necessarily being someone in the final third, but we always said he can bring the ball to the final third. And um, it's very good see, seeing him do that now. I, I just hope he continues it. Um, what I will say is, um, I don't know if we should spend money on him this summer, but I'd be very much interested in another loan. Um, why not? I mean, he, he's, he's proved he can be a very, very valuable player. And I think 
players with his skill set and also let's be honest with his quality are, are not easy come by and they're usually quite expensive so I've been impressed with him since since we've been back I think you're on mute oh, sorry what what do you guys think um Sabayos yeah or nay do you extend the loan or would you, would you purchase him I would extend the loan um, mm. just because uh, we don't really have money right now to be spending the kind of money that Real Madrid are going to demand for him um I still have reservations about long-term, is he where we want to go athletically? Mm. But what he brings to the team, as we're seeing, is very, very important. You take either Sabayas or Shaka or both of them out of the team right now, we're going to really struggle. So um, I, I would definitely extend the loan, but then I'd still be looking to rebuild my midfield. Like, I'll still look to be signing midfielders. Yeah. When Sabayas came off yesterday, I know, I know we were a bit under the cosh from Leicester, um, but they, they weren't really doing much. I know Kelechi had a chance. I think Vardy had one that was like offside. You know, they were, they were knocking, but it wasn't a hard knock. It was like, you know, it was a, it was a Don Raul Arsenal knocking, you know, it's different knock. That's, that's the kind of knock it was, you know. So, um, it was a bit like the Wolves game, don't you think that they knocked a little bit, but I felt They like huffed we... and they puffed, but yeah, yeah they yeah, never really blew the house down. I felt like we, if we, I think we could have gone up, gone up a game, probably score. So mm. we were, it's one of them situations where you're soaking up the pressure and then hit him. So mm. I felt like, okay, we're soaking up the pressure. I think our goal for us is coming and then the red card came. So Let's talk about the red card then, because obviously that is the pivotal point of the game. Um, I, I personally think it probably is a red card. Um, but but it, it it's it's only it's a red card if if Vardy's is a red card, you know. It's, if Vardy's is a red card. If if you're gonna if you're gonna apply the law, I think both need to be red cards. And I'm 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 just a bit concerned that the lack of consistency, also the fact that Leicester made 14 fouls yesterday without even getting a book in. You know, it's I don't like to play the conspiracy theory card and oh the refs are out to get us, oh Arsenal this, Arsenal that. But we've seen a few times in recent weeks, the Basuma incident, you know, we spoke on length about, you know, he, he, he found us about eight times, didn't even get a booking. Yeah. And, That's... you know, those things are, they may seem like little things, but in a, in a, in a game of at the top tier where, where the margins are so thin, they're, they're, pivotal, they're pivotal things to do. You put Basuma on a yellow card and he stops what he's doing. It, it breaks down the fundamental part of his game where he Johnny can't Evans. disrupt us anymore. Johnny Evans as well. I think he made a... Johnny Evans. Time. How did he not get a yellow card for the, for the foul on Aubameyang? It's nuts. Uh, studs right down his Achilles, you know? Yeah. It's... Oh, I don't, care. I don't know. I, 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 think, I think it's the thing you talk about consistency as well because I'm not sure if you guys just saw this evening... If you saw that, um, the James Popovsky college for no, I haven't seen it. And, um, Jared Bowen, it was nasty, absolutely right. nasty. He only got a yellow. VAR didn't even review it. So, Focus. and that's 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 where you talk about the consistency because that one was even it was much worse than Eddie's, Eddie's yesterday. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it just doesn't get looked down. And, and I was very happy because I think now we've got to the point where Arteta has to start calling these things out, and he did yesterday. Mm. And I think it's just getting to, getting to the point now where we're going to have to you're going to have to fight back a bit because it just seems like. It, but he also said as well, because we've had, he said in his games in charge, we've had four red games, four red cards. Four red cards well, you know yeah. I mean? So, so we, we probably need to be a bit smarter. But at the same time, I just think that, yeah, like you said, it just needs to be the consistency and we need to call refs out on it as well. Once we see like a, a bad challenge, surround the ref, force him to make a decision. Do you know what I mean? So um, it's a bit too, yeah, a bit too nicey-nicey from Arsenal. So I think we have did to Did you think it was a red card? I did, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was harsh and... We all know what Eddie meant. And Arteta said after the game as well, he was like, listen, 
he, he tells Eddie to be aggressive, to press from the front in it. So you could tell yeah. what Eddie was trying to do. Yeah, yeah. It was just literally just like a fraction late. It was we've like, seen um, him win that ball so yeah, many you, times. You, you've, seen, you've seen Eddie earlier on in the season. He, he will get that ball, do you know what yeah. I mean? So, and it reminds me of, um, you know, the Ober against Palace one as well earlier in the, yeah. in the season as well. well. So, it looks so much worse in slow-mo yeah, as well. Yeah, slow-mo makes it look a lot worse. Yeah. I don't um, think that helps the ref, to be honest, because it's like they're showing them the slow-mo and it's like... Yeah. Well, even it's, I'm at, I'm like, fuck it, oh, Eddie, that's a bit <laughs> high. But they're in fast, in, fast, in, in normal, in, t- normal yeah, time again. It, it's, and... it's literally just, it's, it's a fraction late. And it's just those five margins because it's a shame because that red card ultimately cost us the game because yeah. I think we would have had it we been... Out. I, think I, I think we get I, another. I think we get another goal. I think we yeah. sit out because yeah. Arteta had essentially gone for the same um, protocol. That approach. Worked. It worked against Southampton. It worked against Sheffield United it, where he brings on Willock late yeah. and then... Um, he helps the bomb on. He brought on Terrera late as well. And mm. I think it just would have worked again, to be honest, yeah. because we had that goal advantage. And we didn't look like, like you said, they, they had a bit, but... We looked start, solid. We, yeah, I thought we, we looked solid. We weren't giving much away. Um, so I think we would have probably, like you said, got another one on the breakaway again. So it's unfortunate, but it's one of those ones. You just got to let it go now and uh, move on. Yo, I just saw the Tarkovsky one. That is nasty. I don't, I don't understand. He, got, he didn't get sent off. It's ridiculous, man. It's... it's that's I haven't straight, seen it, but judging by your reactions, I'm just going right, to go with your reactions, right? <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> yeah. outrageous. No. Yeah, that, that Eddie can't it's, it's, nasty. it's basically just a John-Claude Van Damme kick to the knee. Like, it's not even... It, okay, yeah. And then Mustafi can get fly, can get um, a, like a Booker T Spinaroonie kick to the head, yeah? Mustafi can get around us, kick <laughs> We got bleed, man. Man was bleeding from the head, yeah, and nothing, just just nothing there. War wounds. And I'm seeing the, I'm seeing the video replay of Vardy as well. He is looking at Mustafi, Trust and he puts more power into the kick. The more you watch the the Vardy one, the worse it looks. It looks yeah. worse every single time. And you're like, it, and the it, connection. He sorry, go on, Leroy. No, I was gonna say you could if you like break it down. He looked. You could see in the corner of his eyes. He looked. His leg took an unnatural trajectory from where it was. Like, listen, yeah, a lot of you know I've done martial arts since I was a kid, innit? That's, that's a hill kick, bruv. I don't care what yeah. no one says. That is, he's basically done what you, if you're doing a spin hill kick, you turn around, you look at someone, and your heel goes like that. That, that is literally a hill kick, bruv. He's taking the piss. We, we, we can't see you on video, by the way. You know, you know I, don't, I don't know if you're doing it in your room. Like, I know oh, you yeah. were doing that. <laughs> He's doing it, yeah. But we can't, we can't see it, by the way. You know, right. kicking the wall. It's a well-executed round us kicking it. Like, he it is. With, I mean, Donnie Yen would be would be proud of that. But, yeah, um, bro. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody want breakfast, guys? Let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, any... Um, I, I thought obviously we the games are coming really thick and fast, and I felt in that last ten minutes, especially w- with the eight minutes added on, which definitely did not help us as well. I thought we looked fucking knackered. I thought Xhaka, yeah, d- this was Xhaka's worst game for a yeah, while. Yeah. I thought. I, I, um, I thought, but to be honest, like like you said, because the games are coming thick and fast, like Xhaka and Tobias have much played like the last three four games. Yeah, I don't so know how fatigue, doing it. But, so fatigue is eventually like, and you've seen, like I said, it's a pattern in every single second half game mm. that we literally Watch just off. drop off. 
yeah. for like about half an hour at the start of the second half. And um, yeah, and, and, and it showed again, it showed again today. So it was a shame. Xhaka looked tired, Tobias looked tired. So they, they, they need a rest, but, but there's nothing we can do, man. So it's, it, it might be a case where Torreira comes, um, comes in on Sunday against Spurs. I'm not sure what you guys think. I don't think so. I think Arteta's stumbled upon a system which is currently working. Um, and like, I think he's got a lot of faith and I think it's very reliant upon the two passes in midfield in Tobias and Shaka. So I, I, I don't see him wanting to change it too much because we've really been struggling before that. So I'm, I'm not convinced. Yeah, sorry, I, had, I got the doorbell. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree with Leroy, I think. I think there's um, also a few days' time between the game yesterday and the Spurs. The Spurs game is Sunday, right? Sunday, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think he'll, he'll go with the same centre midfield pairing again. Um, I expect to probably see a change up, up top. I'd be surprised if he goes with the same. Eddie's obviously not there. I don't, I, 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 I don't think Lacazette should play. Could, um, who who can, would play, though? You know, I've been having some thoughts as well about Aubameyang for the middle, and I wanted to have this discussion. Yeah. I wanted to have sure, this discussion. I'm, yeah, I'm sure Shana, sure, I'm sure you guys agree with me. Saka left, Pepe right. I don't well, even. Maybe like it has to play because Aubameyang for the middle, he just doesn't hold up the ball, and I think this be a game where we need someone to hold up the ball and people to run off them. So, so, Ob, so, so, my, so my issue is, um, Ob is a sensational finisher, but. Right now, we're not at a stage where the team is has that level of technical security where we can pin a team back for, like, say, 60, 70 minutes. And so if we're going to be under pressure, when we need to relieve that pressure, the ball either needs, it needs to stick with Oba. And obviously, it was, only small, it was only like a small sample size yesterday. But for that 10 minutes, like when he went up top, the ball, nothing just stuck with him. So I'm, I'm just wary right now that until we have that right level of technical security, it is a bit of a risk. Um, like you said, if we were like a city at the moment, then playing Oba through the middle is not a risk at all. Do you know what I mean? So because you mm. can pin them back in, and his ability to hold up the ball doesn't come under any sort of like um, it's it's not really a problem. But I'm just wary about that. So it will be interesting to see how Arteta lines it up because obviously he's down to Oba and Laka now. Martinelli's out for the season. Eddie's banned for three games. So it might be it might be a thing where he he tries it. Um, but it's, I'm just interested to see how it pans out. The the thing is, have you noticed like the way Arteta plays? He actually we actually go relatively quickly from back to front for the style of play that he has um, when there's an opportunity. So we will pass along the back line, but once that forward pass is gone, they aim to string together some forward like passes. passes mm. So that's why I can I agree with you guys. I can't see in his team overplaying because if you're going from back to front relatively quickly, that's when you need your striker to either drop deep, hold it up, or release someone coming from the side. If you're keeping teams penned in with your whole team camped up and pushed up together in a really tight block, then you can have an over up front because the ball's being retained by your technical players in the you don't need to pin it, it off of him. That's it, that's and, it. and then you're just getting over making little darting runs mm. in, in and around the box to, to try and poke to try and fashion the chance to finish. So because we move the ball from back to front like that relatively quickly in a couple of passes, are you right, Lewis? You've got an earthquake down there. <laughs> what, did you hear that? Yeah, man. What's the, what's that? <laughs> the, the, the yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, yeah, because we go back to front relatively quickly, we, we do need that strike. So it's a mad place, you know. I can imagine. He can actually <laughs> hold the ball and link and bring other people into play because it, it, it's really quite important. And I'm not saying Eddie and Lacazette are the best at that really at the moment, but 
Oba's yeah, terrible. Yeah, Oba's, and, and, and I really didn't notice that quality of his game. Because like, when he was at Dortmund, Dortmund were another very, very good technically secure team. So they could pin opponents back. So you never really saw him have to deal with that aspect of his game. But I feel like until we Im- improve the technical level of the whole side, having him up front is a bit of a risk, especially if we're not going to be able to sustain and retain pressure in the final third. Because literally, the ball just comes straight back. It literally, when it goes up to him, it just comes straight back. It doesn't slip. So, um, I, and the thing is, now I get it. I get why Arteta is doing it. And also, because um, one of the things about Ober is that despite the fact he's over six foot, he doesn't really like to engage with centre-backs. He literally doesn't want to be anywhere near them. Like, he, he, he doesn't really like to jostle with them. So, he, he likes to sort of, like, sort of move to the side, which is why having him, like, you saw his, how his goal came. He likes from the outside to in, where it's a lot harder to track him, a lot harder to pick him up. So, I get it at the moment. I get that dilemma. I think I think his game is literally based on the centre back not knowing where he is. Like that's yeah. why he doesn't he doesn't engage with him. He doesn't really get involved in into the play too tough. And the play the play is engineered, and he will, he will, he will somehow be at the end of chances. And that is really along with his obviously top finishing is his, is his quality that he will just all of a sudden be there. And you're like, why is it even there? He probably shouldn't be there, but he's there and he scores. Um, so yeah, him and Vardy are very similar. Both identical goals, really. Like, uh, yeah, in terms of it's like that. Vardy's you know. quite similar. He doesn't like to engage the centre backs as well. You never see him no. like holding off like a centre back. He just wants it straight in behind. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting so, though, because that raises an interesting question in moving forward. Because is this going to be how Arteta wants to play, or does he ideally want to play another way? And he just stumbled across this way because it's going so, to work short term. So, so I, I think I think this is a this is a short term solution because when I look at City. And I look at the issues initially Aguero had with Pep. I don't think Aguero is the best at holding up the ball, personally. I don't, I don't think he's the best at holding up the ball. But like you said, because they are able to sustain pressure and they're able to pin teams back. Because how, how many times, for example, do you see the ball played into Aguero and, he, and he's sort of holding off a centre-back? You know what I mean? They look, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's rare. Even Gabriel Jesus, it's not a feature of City's play, but it doesn't really need to be. Because they're, they're almost all the time playing in the final third, he can just focus on his movement in and around the box and hopefully we can reach a position where our technical security is so high that we don't have to worry about Oba being like up there and have to worry about him fending off our centre-backs. Yeah. Going into next season, though, I think that the requirements, unless we, like, I don't know, unless we sign another left-winger, unless we have two centre-midfielders, um, I, I think we will be still short of that. And I think Aubameyang will still play on the wing next year unless we really, really have up the technical security in midfield. Um, and I think it requires a, a monument in the apple. It'll require... Getting part in require getting another technical creative midfielder in Thiago, yeah. Thiago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it done in it, mate. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that at all. But I do think that um even if we're having young science, he he would play on the wing. Um just to just to hide his inefficient um or in, um efficiencies yeah. mm. um through the middle. Um mm. which probably means which 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 also affects Saka. Um Saka will not play on the left wing that it will play he'll play left centre midfield or he played times right right wing. I don't know what's gonna to happen to Pepe, mm. but I don't think Pepe will start Sunday when I think about it now. Because initially I was thinking, okay, he's gotta be Saka, Pepe, or Bamiyang, but then on the, when I reviewed that I was thinking he can't play Obamiyang for the middle if it's a similar game to the Wolves and the Leicester game. He needs he needs to send up forward that and be able to battle at least a little bit with the with the centre backs and engage them. And um it, it, so, yeah. You know, especially not Spurs. I can't see it because, especially in these big games, and Spurs, who are quite a physical team, you're going to need a striker who can operate 
within 10 yards of isolation and who can buy your team at least one or two seconds of time. Because when you're playing these big teams and you're under the cosh a bit more, that pass into the forward, they buy you time to get out. And you're going to need more time against the better teams and the bigger teams. And Aubameyang's not going to give you any. So it's just not happening against Spurs. I think I think he's going to have to play Lacazette. Yeah, I think Lacazette did that quite well against Leicester yesterday. The rest of his game wasn't great, but... Um... That the pass, the passes coming into him from Mustafi and Kalasnach, mm. he, you know, he held them up quite well. All okay, things considered, his touch is very good, man. Yeah, well, we yeah. saw against the Wolves, his touch, his touch yeah. for the goal against Wolves was phenomenal, really, wasn't it? I mean, I, I just the thing is, like, Lacazette is just he's so close to being a really good striker, yeah. and and I'm so far away at the same time. <laughs> you know what? No. <laughs> I think I, I, I probably said the wrong thing. There's a really good striker in there in a different league, and I mm. feel like he—he, he, I feel like he's going to go from us this season, and he's going to go Italy or Spain, and he's going to. Slap I, I was, do you know what I, I was saying as well? Because in in this league as well, they really pounce on where where transitions and um the sort of second ball are so in so key. Like he takes for me that split second too long to get the shot off. And that split second, he probably gets afforded in La Liga or Serie A. He just doesn't get afforded here because he doesn't shoot unless it's perfect for him. But sometimes, like, it's, it's best to shoot even when it's not perfect for you because that's when the goalkeepers aren't set. That's when you can catch them unawares. But he, but he really... Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing that you, you really need to. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I actually think he, he can go to another league and, and, and do quite well. But yeah. I just don't think um, for us... If he was like... And, and it's a shame because we say it all the time. If he had like Aubameyang's pace, it, it, it would be good. Like, do you know what I mean? And if he had that level of movement where he could anticipate that half a second quicker, he'd be a very good striker. But, um, but alas, realistically, yeah. he wouldn't be at Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. If, if he had that, he wouldn't be at Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, is Kiratini ever going to have a bad game for us? Um, <laughs> I mean, that guy well, he's just it, my what, new what hero. What do you make about Wolves? What do you make about Wolves? What about him? What do you make of KT at Wolves? I thought he was good. Do you think? Well, I'm, I'm not, it, it wasn't impressive, but I don't think... He doesn't do anything wrong. Mm, I, I thought he was on the ropes a little bit, 1v1. Really? I, see, uh, see yeah. we did a breakdown of it, yeah. And we, 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 um, we re-watched the clips of um, Adama putting in 1v1. He's not going to be able to stop Adama getting across him. Adama's far too quick for him. But what I felt he did right, right and what he did well was force Adama to the touchline. He made every crossing opportunity difficult for Adama. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. Adama had like, there wasn't no, what, that one time where he absolutely roasted him and he managed to get across him from, you know, in, in the box. Every single time he was pushed out to the byline and there was pressure on the cross. And I think as a fullback against Adama, that's the most you can hope for. Because it's, I disagree. it's peak. I disagree. I disagree. I feel like if you look at how he played Adama and you look at how Ainsley played Adama, so he pushed him, I agree, he pushed him wide because obviously he's left-footed. He pushed him onto his strong foot, which is his left side on the outside. Even though the crosses weren't great, but a lot of the time Adama's crosses aren't great. They're by half a yard and put it in an area. He still managed to get the crosses in and they were still in an area. Now you look at how Ainsley played him. He showed him on the other side. But he just didn't let the crosses in. He just forced him into traffic. So Adama became completely useless. Completely useless. Than playing the and I feel like if you had KT defending him like that, one of them could have landed on someone's head. It could have happened. 
but with Ainsley playing him, he ain't going nowhere. He's but don't you think Ainsley's got like obviously he's got the physical advantage over over Katie? Like, I think he's not. Don't you think Ainsley was probably a bit more confident physically to go up against Adama? But it wasn't about the physicality. It was about one direction versus another, and and the the, the strategic element of it. Do you know, I think this is situational because it's about body shape. So Ainsley's showing him inside on his stronger foot where Adama doesn't want to go. He doesn't, he doesn't want to go outside. He really always goes on the and inside. He only goes on the outside. So Tierney can't throw him inside on his right foot because that's, that's going to make him uncomfortable. His body shape is all wrong. That's not how you defend as a left-footed left-back. Ainsley has the advantage of being a right foot left back or being able to play there. Mm. So he can go all the way wide and block that running, block that move move area for him. So Adama has to come inside on Ainsley met in Nas' right foot, which is a pressing trap. And then Kolasinac is there as well, swarming. Zaka did a lot of work and trying to trying to disrupt Adama as well. So in a way, Adama's if he's on his game, he's undefendable for a left footed left back. Um, unless you can match him physically, I think. But, but the thing is, if you compare, right, going back to back in the day, Lewis will love this, back to George Graham's Arsenal. Oh, yeah, and go to, on. And, and, and back to um, the early, the first, like, early Wenger years, uh, Arsenal fullbacks always used to show the tricky wingers inside. And they always used to show tricky wingers inside to traffic. So either Steve Bold or Tony Adams or back and then Martin Keown um, after that. Would, would literally just gobble them up. That's Confidence in your centre-backs. Yeah. Well, yeah that, you they, think Tierney's always... confident in Kolasinac? My guy would be... <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I wouldn't be confident showing a, no, a, a, a winger of Adama's quality into Kolasinac. I really It's more about the traffic and it's more mm. about just the difficulty. You put, you're forcing them into bodies rather than mm. letting them go to the byline and get the crossing. That was their... That was the strategy. So they always used to show players inside. So I, I don't really agree with the fact that just because you're a left-footed left-back, you must show them in. Like, obviously, you're not on your right, on your strong foot, but tackling is—it's not like striking a ball twenty yards. You know what I mean? It, you can still get a foot in on that foot, and it's just about right. This player has got this strength. Maybe he's under instruction. I don't know, but it's like this player's got this strength. How am I going to nullify the strength? So I feel like I know Adama can be unplayable, but I feel like that's why the change was made. I feel the change was made because. Time. It's just going to make it really difficult, and and also and, it also it makes sense because Adama has no left foot. Everything he wants to do, as as Dan said, is always on the outside. So, considering we were playing with three centre backs, it was the one. It was the thing that made the most sense, as you say. Show him into traffic. There's Kolasinac there. There's Jaka there. Literally, you swarm him out and you take possession of him. And that's as the moment only came on. That is pretty much what happened every single time. They swarmed him out, took it, and that was pretty much Wolves' only threat gone. Mm. And and Arsenal, and Arsenal managed that at the game, so yeah. But how many crosses did he get in against KT successfully? Even though three, they weren't great. I think three or four. Okay, so that, that's why I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I freaking love this Tierney guy, bro. Did you see his interview yesterday? I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's, go on, my son. <laughs> I, I felt like getting some rich tea. I felt like getting some rich tea, doing up a nice little brew, yeah. watching that on the feet. He's definitely an uh, SMP voter, though. So British, bro. That, I felt so proud to be British in that time. Oh, nah, but yeah, um, I, I really like him. I think he's really good. But I feel like, obviously, against Wolves, it was a bit. I, I can see why he was taken off, and I can see why he was upset himself personally. When Fair he didn't... Do you know why as well? Because when we played Wolves in the in the, in the first game. He, he basically sh- he plays he basically um, showed Adama outside in that game as well, but he was he was able to block some of the crosses. Yeah. And, this, and he, really, he he couldn't really block the crosses. He could just put him put him off 
Um, so I get why he was angry with himself, and I think it's good, man. Like, I think Chini has the right attitude. I think a lot of times there's attitude stuff and football is overstayed and they go over um, fist palms and hard challenges, but you can really yeah. see that Chini's um, attitude and application is, is A1 on the football pitch. So, Eleven Kiratini's for me, but honestly, that's, that's what I want. Eleven, like I just, I love, I love everything about the way he approaches football. Yeah, going stop. to the top. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in, and deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Cool. Um, I just wanted to bring up the, the goal, actually. Um, did you think that um, anyone could have done anything a bit different for the goal? I, I noticed that I, I'm going to put it down to tiredness with Xhaka because he really did look fatigued. I thought... Damari Gray got across in like really easily and I think he managed yeah. to show, he just managed to like show a little body faint to Xhaka and Xhaka took it and then he shifted it the other way and just knocks in a ball. Um, I know tiredness. Is there anything that we could have done about that? Like should Xhaka be playing all these games? There is, but it's harsh, man, because like they're man are tired, bruv. And mm. when you're a man down and literally getting run around, getting the run around, and let's credit Damari Gray because he is a very, very dangerous player. And that shimmy and cross was fantastic. <laughs> hey, hey, don't give me that face. <laughs> that, that shimmy and cross, that shimmy and cross was fantastic anyway. But he's I, a I dangerous think, player, know, yeah. But Pepe's not. Hey, listen, yeah. I've I've got I've got rent to collect from you for, for AFM. <laughs> <laughs> we had this debate before. Uh, what's it? Saint Maximin versus Pepe. I want to see Maximin from France. Mm. Every time you want to get onto him, my boy is showing out. I'm telling you. Really? That he got dragged against West Ham at the weekend, Bruv, mate. That guy is a fucking menace. A menace to himself, player. maybe. Um, menace to his Bruv, own team. Uh, I wish we bought him. Uh, I wish we, Alex I sent wish... menace. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I wish we brought him and I wish he was allowed a Gucci airband in the, in the Premier League and it wasn't against the, the rules. But, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that's the only reason you lot yeah. like him because he's got because he wears Gucci, that's it? Nah, nah. That, Gucci's like, tacky you know anyway. Gucci's tacky I, anyway. Nah, I can't lie. I, I think he's one of... I think potentially, because he's still young, when I was watching him in France, I was thinking, he's got some raw potential, but he could develop into one of the most... You know, like, at his pump, Douglas Costa, and how Douglas Costa used to be a menace to people. Mm. That's where I saw uh, ASM's development. And that, that's why I wanted him at Arsenal. But, um, and I still think he can go that way. I think he's one of those unplayable electric players that will piss you off sometimes. But he's always going to cause a problem. And team, teams are going to hate defending against him. But anyway, I <laughs> thought Demario Gray's cross was great. And I thought, um, yeah, you can't really... I understand what you're saying. You could have closed it down quicker. Could have got across. But they're knackered, man. I think it's a little bit harsh. To, to really say that when they were ten men, when they were down seven, yeah, I, I can't lie. These, these, these men have grafted so hard, like the last three, four weeks. Like I think, I think, I think you can cut them a bit of slack, man. Yeah. And I know you said does Jack have to play every game? Jack has to play every game, bro. Yeah, Jack so. pretty much has to play every single game, bro, because the alter- one, like you said, he he gives it the best balance. And despite, like we said, all his flaws, because because I've I've come to the realization now that like I'm like I've got my own views on the player, but sometimes you have to understand why. The manager likes someone, do you know what I mean? So, and the continuity of Xhaka's game is is partly what he likes. The fact he gives it structure, 
the fact he's able to help to open up the pitch. Um, leadership, bit yerda, but you can never ever fault Jacker's effort every single game. He puts it out there as well. That was literally the first time I've seen him in time, like where he's actually looked tired, tired, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? He looked like he looked ragged as, as the game went on. So I hope, hopefully, they got like a couple of days off. Like, do you know what, do you know what ASM is? He's the Gucci Max Gradel. That's hey, who he is. You need to allow it. You, you're yeah. a disgrace, bro. I swear to you. That's who I was thinking <laughs> of. Max Gradel. Really good at take ons. Doesn't do anything else. Nah, nah that's <laughs> you're insane, bro. Oh, you know, you know what? Um, that that Leicester goal really showed me that football was a game of the finest margins. Finest like. margins. We had one with Lacazette was offside, but by but this rule, they just need to scrap it, man. Just give <laughs> it, give it a goal, man. What is you all know, this, bro? You know, we're I doing fucking well. geometry to work out offsides. It's a yes, fucking right. joke. Vardy's right. is a goal. Lacazette's is a goal. Keep it as that. Boom. I agree. Like football is so much simpler if we just play. How football is supposed to be played? It's not a math. It's not. A, it's not supposed to be a game based on fucking getting your ruler out <laughs> and measuring. You're not supposed to. If someone's toe is on side, it's a joke, bro. Do you know? Do you know? What? I think the, the ball probably touched. Um, Perez I would say Perez, yeah. Yeah, and I think if it doesn't touch his stud, Mustafi probably gets his foot on it. That's yeah. how crazy it is. So yeah, yeah, it is. Football, football is just nuts, isn't it? Like I don't. It's a, it's a game where you know these coaches and these players are paid millions and millions and millions of pounds, but it's about those fine margins in the game where it can, it can mean so much, you know. And, and we're talking hundreds of millions of pounds at stake as well. It's insane that luck has you know so much impact in football. Um, anything you guys want to talk about before we move on? Some listeners' questions. We got loads, so. Um, Let's do some listeners' questions, no? Yeah. Go to our Patreon members. Yeah, yeah. We're going straight to hey, the Patreon members. Shout out the Patreon members. I want to shout out every single Patreon member. <laughs> bro, we're going to need some time, you know? Bro, no, no. Let's shout them out, bro. Every, wait, wait, wait. Every single one. No, no. Wait, wait, wait. Every single one. <laughs> bro, shout them out. No, Leroy, I don't think you've thought this through, though. I don't think you've thought this through, bro. Okay, let's shout out these Patreon members, bro. <laughs> I'll oh, shout out the ones that have done the questions. How about that? All right, fine, fine, <laughs> all right. But the rest of you lot, I love you lot. I'm telling you that. Leroy wants his podcast to go on to uh, all, all night, bro. About fucking nah, shout out everyone. You, you, know? you, you lot who signed up here and show support, love for that. Now, I, I'm love dead that. serious. I mean, all right, let, let me shout out the ones that have sent in questions. Patreon. The rest of you who are listening and consuming <laughs> free content, I know I, I can't say it because of PR reasons. I can't say it because Lewis will take me off the. You know what Where, I mean. Where's that it? mute button? Where's that mute button? Like? You know what I mean, innit? So sign up. <laughs> All right, cool. I've got we've got questions from Baba. Uh, big up Baba. He's active on Discord. I think he's from the States. Big up Baba. We've got that guy with a slanted hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> guy that's wearing the hat off his ear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My man. Look like yeah, I'm Ellen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> We, we've got Sasha. She's active on Twitter as well. Uh, Robin, Shamak, H. Suthers, Tommy Ajay1, Stevie Adu, JR underscore LBC, Chris Dede, who wanted us to ask the mad thing to John Cross, but Chris, we had to allow it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Wavy, and Wavy. So these are, these are the, the Patreon guys that have asked questions, but there are so Speak many more. Big so um, we'll try and big up. I'll tell you what, we'll, every week we'll try and big up everyone in it so like by the end of the month we should have got through everyone um but cool let's, you let's want, start if you with... want your name big up then join the patreon 
Yeah, yeah, basically. This is worth it alone, isn't it? You, you, get, you, get, you get me shouting your name out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, Baba asks, uh, was the Marlowe Stanfield red card the catalyst of the impending doom for saving the season? Or in other words, did that cuck us from Europe, basically? So uh, did, is, is, is Marlowe's red card? By the way, if you guys don't know who Marlowe is, yeah, watch The Wire. He's, get, uh, get cultured, man. It might be a bit <laughs> mad coming from me, yeah, especially in this climate, but there's an uncanny <laughs> resemblance yeah, to Marlowe Stanfield. Okay. And yes, Dan Soft does look like Lieutenant uh, Daniels. <laughs> nah, it was um. Oh man, it's, it is what it is. What it is like, like I said, we we all basically he's saying like, it, yeah. Maybe we won't make Europe next season. So is that I mean, is that you know? I, I think we still have a decent chance of making Europa League. But for me, regardless, the, the season, um, it, it's all about building towards next year anyway. So. Um, and just bit Arteta continuing to it's all about trusting in the process and letting him continue to get his ideas across and the implementation across and then hopefully we um we make those sort of actions in the in the transfer window so re- regardless of what happens it's just about the progress now so so yeah that, that's that's all I care about for the rest of the season. Cool. Um, Baba also asked. I'll give him another question because you know he's a top man and he's you know he's active on the Discord. He asked, um, "Looks like Steve Bold has been relegated to under twenty threes. Could we bring in an actual defensive coach rather than an ambiguous assistant coach as Arteta has, has since he's been replaced? And if so, who would you bring in to give a character and proper tactics to our defenders?" He says he wants to see Sol Campbell at a proper club. I mean, if there's anything that Arteta has done well, prove us defensively. Yeah. And I know I had a right go. I had a right go at Kalasnach in the in the Bournemouth tactical breakdown podcast. But he ironed out a few of those flaws in this game. I thought I felt he defended a lot more astutely. Yeah, listen, I don't want Kalasnach in my team. He fucking scares the shit out of me. I say this every week. But he, he you know, it's it seemed like to me someone had a word with him about maybe his body shape. Maybe I don't I don't know what goes on the the training ground, but. It seems like to me Arteta is doing quite a good job with these pretty average defenders. So I don't think that's an area of concern for me. No, yeah, you guys agree? Okay, cool. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, not, not for me. My, my, my biggest concern is the midfield and, um, and the supply line to the forward line. So, like I said, if it was always me, I would spend the bulk of my money on, the, on revamping the whole midfield. So um, that we, we, we have much bigger issues. I think focusing on the defence, obviously we need some new centre-back, but it's a bit of a cliche. If you see, like you said, if you see how we've actually played since Arteta's been in, we've been very compact. We've uh, minimised the sort of chances that are um, getting created against us in open play, um, lowering the XG, lowering the amount of shots against us. So no, I mean, defensively, is, is, it's like you said, the one area we can definitely say we've improved. Yep, cool. Uh, Sasha, she asks, um, do you think Balogun will get a chance for Spurs? Now, Obviously, there's a lot being made about this kid who's never played a game for us before. But, you know, me, I'm invested in him. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I like him. So, I'm just wondering now, is this like, is this an opportunity for him? Because I don't know what, I know we've appealed the Eddie red cards. And, um, you know, it, I don't think it's, it's definitely not a red card. It's not a free mate, uh, game ban offence. That is fucking ridiculous if they're given free games for that. So, but there's part of me, if Balogun will be involved there's part of me that wants that free game ban to remain because I want Balogun to have a chance. And he may not get a chance. Obviously, we're not saying, I'm not saying to him start, but is there maybe an opportunity for him to get in the squad against Spurs? 
It has to be because you've got Martinelli who's out for a long-term injury. You've got Eddie who would be out. You've got, obviously, Lacazette. You're going to need a backup striker. Um, obviously, you're going to have Oba is going to be in the starting lineup as well. But off the bench, unless you... He put Willock up front, mate. He put Willock up front. Yeah, oh, boy. But I, I feel like he has to, really, surely. Mm. I think it would be, if he isn't in the squad, slap I think it would be a big slap in the face. And I don't, I don't know, wait, is Tyrese John Jules about? He's on loan still, and he got injured, I swear. No, yeah, so he's, he's, he's recovering from his injury. Okay, so um, he's not an option. Yeah, so he's, he's not an option at the moment. Right, okay. And we haven't got any other strikers, do we? He, but Fullerin would be the, um, the, the next in line, right? Yeah, Fullerin's like the fifth in line. So it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, if he's not included, then I think that's a pretty heavy indication as to... Although, I, I, did, read that. I, I did read that he hasn't trained with the first team since, like, March. So it would be, it would oh. be a bit of a stretch for him. Just there was a rumour saying that he was training with the first team, though, right? Oh, I mean, I would be surprised just because of the amount of forwards that are in place, in place of him. So I would be surprised if that was the case. But, but maybe, mm. but maybe. Okay. Well, I hope, Nelson, I hope so. Nelson up front or something crazy like that. Oh, fuck that, man. No, Doing man. that stupid Sterling project, man. But, <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, I would like... I, listen, I, I've been banging on about having an, an, a good British striker for a while. Do you know what I mean? We ain't had one since Andy Cole. And Nigerian, even Andy Cole didn't play for us. Huh? Nigerian, mate. Follow in. <laughs> I he's a young. Follow in. <laughs> Yeah, no, he was he was he was born in um born in New York in it, but obviously his parents are Naj. So um So he's eligible to play for England, America and Nigeria in it, so I'll be for them. All right, Robin asked, Do you think Lacazette's BBL surgery has negatively negatively impacted his game? I'm not even gonna answer that. What's wrong with you? Um, that says more about him than anyone else, bro. I'd had a notice that Lacazette's BBL surgery. Let's about. let's skip over, skip over that, bro. Okay. What kind of weird fantasies you're talking about? <laughs> weird nonsense you're watching on WWE. Hey, he's a patron, when you, when mate. You're in yeah. Incognito mode on your on your Mac. Like, uh, he's a patron, oh, mate. Yeah, you gotta have some respect for the patrons. Hey, bruv, you need hey, you need to go up on the flipping um, tariff for that still. <laughs> Whatever tariff you want, increase it just for asking that question. Shamark, um, he asks, um, Shamark, another one active on the Discord. He um he asks, how do you guys think the decision by the International Football Association board? Wow, he's he's gone ham. Uh I would have just gone IFAB um to extend the five sub rule to cover the entirety of next season affects squad planning and potential ins and outs. Does it affect it? I, 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 I see I've I've quite been all right with the five subs, you know. I, I generally don't mind. Like I think it makes it feel like one, it's it's another way to give um your more young players time. an academy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, more playing time. But also like I just feel like why not? Like I I, I don't I, I don't think it really detracts from the game in any sort in any sense of the word. Obviously if you make sort of the wrong subs and it kills the games, it can but overall I think what will what probably will happen is that it will just give a bigger advantage to the bigger clubs actually mm. as well, like with the bigger squads, yeah. Like, yeah, with the bigger squads. So when you see these smaller clubs tiring, then you just bring out even more firepower in it. It's a bit deep for them, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the big clubs will definitely love it and can definitely use it to their advantage. I feel like the free sub rule is like one of those really outdated rules 
Like the you know you know you know like the rule that they just changed about not passing it out of the box from goal kicks. Like I feel like it's one of them rules because it actually makes no sense. Clubs have squads of twenty five man, but you're yeah, saying that only thing. fourteen players can play. Like exactly. it doesn't make yeah. any sense, really. I'm for, I'm for any rule that kind of allows more people to play the game. I mean, we we see eleven people start and we only get to see three additional people from each team. <laughs> I mean, two more. It's great to see. And sometimes yeah. not even three. Like sometimes yeah. managers don't even make subs. So. Yeah. So they, they won't mix up the sub and the subs. I think all of them all the time. But um, yeah, I think I'll tell I only used four yesterday. But I definitely think it will affect squad planning. Um, they will have to because this is another part of the game where you can gain an advantage. And any any part of the game where you can gain an advantage, you have to you have to have um, plans or a strategy to exploit this. And um, at this moment in time, I think we we are blessed that we have a good academy and we have people like Nelson and probably give opportunities to um, Balogun and maybe even Matt Smith and stuff coming going forward. But a team like City, yeah, they will max out. They'll, they'll bring an all, all-star team from the bench. Um, pretty sure United, United will aim to do the same. Um, I mean, Real Madrid are going to love the five subs. Um, Bayern Munich are going to love the five subs. Um, yeah, it's going to, especially in, in, in the European competitions, the big squads are going to have big advantages over the, the smaller teams when um, when the smaller teams are holding out or holding on to a lead or a draw in the 70th minute and you can throw on two, three new fresh players. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. So I, I pretty much agree with everything that you guys have said. I really think you're going to see a premium on, you know, like in the NBA where they have like the sixth man. I feel like you're going to see a premium on, you know, those like bench attackers. Like, the people who come on just to create chaos. So, like... It's a no-go. <laughs> no, but... So, for example, yeah. I, I feel like, especially the big teams, so you see players on the way out, like William, who's still got a little bit of quality, but um, who, who might be on the way out. He's 33, 34. You're going you're gonna to have a premium on attackers that can make the difference, especially at the end of games. And you're going to see a lot more of them coming off the bench. You're going to see a lot more of them in squads. So I feel like obviously it's going to benefit the big clubs, but I really feel like in terms of your squad planning, into the squad planning question, you're going to see more attackers and backup attackers being brought into squads and um, placed on the bench. That's what I think will happen. But in terms of what I would like, me personally, I, from a medical perspective, I just see it as a good from a player welfare perspective. Mm. Um, I, I feel like, I've always felt like for a while, which I've said a few times on this pod, the um, professional footballers, are their union needs to get their act together. I feel like they're completely flogged. I feel like everything's for the money. It's all commercial and the player welfare is going out the window. I know they get paid a lot of money, granted, fair enough. But I, I do feel like the way FIFA and the way football are moving, where people like FIFA with this World Club tournament, everyone's trying to expand and get more and more revenue for their own organisations. The players aren't being looked after and their careers aren't being looked after. And because they've got short careers, they're, they're taking the piss. So they're going to get all these players injured. So from a welfare perspective, I would like to have as many subs as possible just to protect players. You can bring players off. You can prevent fatigue. You can prevent injuries. Um, and I, I think that's um, a very, very good thing for the uh, uh, general football player. Cool. Um, Tommy Ajay. So I don't know if you guys saw Ozil's shameless retweet of his own compilation today. Um, Damn, talk to your boy. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I'm on pure duty, man. What the hell is going on, man? 
I'm, I'm retweeting his own compilations, you know. He's, he's done that. I, I said, that's not going to make it for you, bro. That's what <laughs> semi-pro footballers do on Instagram, hey, you know. So, uh, um, I appreciate paying for the Patreon, but next question, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he says, no Ozil once again in a matchday squad. Has he played his last game for Arsenal? And if so, how can we get rid of him with his high wages? Well, guys, what we're doing with the Patreon, actually, is contributing to Ozil's. <laughs> <laughs> so, we inadvertently, you guys are actually paying for Ozil's. No, I'm joking. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess there is a very big chance that Ozil has played his final game for the club, right? I don't think but, so. Uh, I think he's not even in the squad, though, guys. Like, what? I mean... But we, can't get, we can't get him off the wage bill, so he's gonna be. So he's gonna have know, to. We can't him. get him off the wage bill now, so it's like he's yeah. still not. He's still not playing. He doesn't. Play. Been... He will stay. He will definitely be. Out. He might stay, but is he gonna play? What you're gonna yeah. leave him a whole? Season. That's what we're doing right yeah. now, though. We're doing it right now. It's not like yeah, we've got an abundance games. of quality. It's a not like we've got you know. Look at the difference in commas um, when Uzo was um, out the team um, under Emery to Arteta. I tell her, so, like, he kind of, he kind of implied that there's some personal things going on with Uzo rather than just he's not working hard or he doesn't mm. have qualities. He's out of the team because of that. He kind of implied. He said they're good, things. right? He said their relationship is good. The relationship is still good. Um, he's injured at the moment. I think um, there's probably some stuff that we actually don't know, and that's not me trying to make excuses because they're making so many, so many. Um, I think fake narratives to protect him and the relationship. Um, so I think there's probably some other stuff going on. I see. I see some theories about um, him, him being apprehensive to come back for training. So I think for their first game, actually, he didn't have the same amount of training sessions as the other players because um, he was fearful of COVID and other things. And um, Shock. And um, his house got robbed. No, and whatever. Like, I think his wife had to go back to Turkey. So It's also because his wife has just given birth and it's obviously you've yeah. got a child with a, a new, new child with a low immune system in it. So you're just wary of of going out and just, just bringing anything back around a minute. So that's fair enough. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. For me personally, I'm just I'm just tired of the whole saga, man. Like I'll, I'll just be glad when we can have these wages back and we can use it on, on, the, on the squad, innit? Give it to Oba. Yeah, yeah. Not 350, <laughs> not, free, not 350, bro, but yeah. Uh... When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Okay, um, Stevie Adu. He asks, um, good, good Ghanaian name. Remember Freddie Adu? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> remember Freddie? Yes, oh, remember Freddie. Do you remember him in this time of Benfica? <laughs> yeah. Um, if Martinez was to genuinely challenge Leno for number one, what would he need to do you to con- what would he need to do to convince you? I think with Martinez, he's just. He's just doing everything right at the moment, isn't he? And I think, I think what he would need to do to convince me is just co- to continue it, really. I know, how many games has it been in a row now? Four? Is this his fourth game? Um, yeah, it's about four or five in a row, yeah. Yeah, fourth game. And he hasn't put a foot wrong, has he? He's been commanding. You know, he's very commanding yesterday. Leicester were chucking crosses yeah, in. You know and he was, you know, punching. He's ball handling from crossing. He's been yeah. catching everything pretty much. And yesterday was... 
very, very wet. It was raining, mm, mm, you know, he, his handling was, was very good. So yeah, man, like he surprised me because I, I actually thought he was a bit of a muncher. I thought he was a bit shit, but. He looked like a muncher to be honest. Yeah. What game was it where he was just. Robber. Was it Europa or was and it the it, Liverpool it was, one? It was also the 5-5 against Liverpool. Yeah, the Liverpool. That's what, I think that's the one I saw, yeah. And I yeah. thought, hmm. But he actually looks like an assertive, dominating presence. Good, he's, and been at, he's been at Arsenal for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. A long, long time. Like I think we're set. He's only, yeah, he's only like 26, 27. So he's yeah. still got like... Oh, he's got 10 left, years, yeah, yeah. Like left years. if he keeps himself. So, no, good for him, man. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's getting loads of game time. Um... And if he, like you said, if he continues as it adds is, value to him as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, want to shot him. Well, I don't think we should run. He's homegrown, so I don't think we should be shotting him. No, but, but also, he might want to go. He might want to go. And if he wants to go, maybe the, the, before Leno so, got so, injured, we would have so, got so, maybe so, a couple so here's, mil. Here's a question now, yeah. If he continues like how he is now until the rest of the season, do you do you then automatically drop him at the start of next season for Leno? No. It's an interesting it's, it's an interesting conversation to have because Say, for example, like how he's played in the next four, he plays in like the next five or six for the season. So he's had 10 games in a row here and he's been fantastic. Are you going to go like this straight at the start of next season and just say, all right, boom, Leno, you're back in? I think that will be quite harsh on Martinez, to be fair. I think, if, I think as long as they're both training like really well, they both come in tip-top condition, no injuries and stuff like that, I would start Martinez. I think, really? I think you have to give that... I think you have to, you have to give... Um, credit to players' performances, and otherwise, what's the point of playing well if there's no reward? Like, if you're just gonna get slung out. I, I'm football manager, bro. I'm putting. <laughs> but that's why all your players are bad morale, bro. <laughs> your players are thumbs down. Uh, are, you Martin, are you bringing Martinez back in? Um, I think it's a difficult question for sure, and um, you do have to go on merit. I've think and I, I think Ateta would do that um, um, and give continue giving him opportunities because he's, he's, he's looked like he's earned them um, we also got to remember that even even if he plays 10 games well Leno's played like 30 games well so and this they're season still, <laughs> <laughs> they're still they're, yeah there's still that oh Leno's the big guy do you know what I mean so I think he will continue to get his opportunities and then um, depending on what Ateta's plan is um, maybe he slowly transitions him out of the team or um, or Leno comes back in. Also, I think we've okay. mentioned this before. Leno's contract situation: two years left on the deal. Um, is he extending the deal this summer? If he doesn't, next summer we are at risk losing them. So, um, I think we saw a few teas. Would you sell him? Obviously, this is not something we re- would really entertain before the injury. But now we have to look at it like that. He needs to sign or be sold because we have to protect the assets that we have at the club. And um, obviously, Martinez has proven that he, he could probably be our first team keeper, to be honest. Um, I want Leno to play. I want him to come back, um, get, sign his contract, and be the number one again. But we'll see how things pan out, to be honest. I don't envisage Martinez. For some, there's part of me that doesn't envisage Martinez carrying this full on. I feel like yeah, <laughs> he's having like a. Not to say he's a bad goalkeeper or anything like that. I actually he surprised me. You know, I, I just feel like let's see when he has a bit of a rough patch. And, you know what else as well? He's been he's been very consistent and um and assertive, but he's not he's not had the the top saves that Leno had to pull out at times. Mm, yeah, we're we're much more solid defensively, aren't we? Yeah. Been a save where I thought, oh my god, like yeah, you know I mean? so, yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right about that. Um, Jr. Underscore LBC asks, um, 
Or well, Snoop Dogg would be proud of that name, you know. Why? <laughs> then it just sounds like something Snoop Dogg will say. <laughs> JR underscore LBC. Yeah. Hitting you from the LR to the JBC. Do you know what I mean? That's this rhyme pad. Lewis, don't do that again, bro. No, no, yeah, Don't do that again, bro. Uh, maybe he's a presenter on LBC or something like that. It's James O'Brien or something like that. But, um, oh, right, you know, that was terrible. Looking back, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, right. He says, uh, looking back on the game and also to the future matches, do you think we now need to see Saka, Oba, and Pepe front three? So we kind of covered this in the um in the the pod earlier i don't think anyone's really queuing up to see that are they i guess maybe in certain games if if, if i would like to see that norwich at home (laughs) if if we had a very if we had a technically dominant side i would like to see that but i i don't like i said because of the discussion around other um at the moment until we get like a a really technical proficient side i i don't want to see that yet but maybe like you said home game against like a norwich you could you could play that cool um, Chris.dede he asks um, I think we can all agree that the red card for Enketia was a right call but should her Arsenal have cons- cause for concern by the way VAR decisions requiring human interpretation have affected us I can count at least five decisions go against us this season and the same decisions hasn't been repeated in other games so obviously he's talking about the James Tarkovsky one um, I guess that that's another point that we have we have spoke on um, Already, I, I mean, have, have you guys been a bit disappointed the way VAR has interpreted these things? And do you know the do you know the thing with VAR is we we don't have any control over it or its implementation. So complaining about it, yes, we have to um you have to be outspoken and um if they if they fuck us over, we have to we have to say it and complain about it for sure and press. But we can't do much more than that. The focus um or our, the owners or not is really on us to improve the general quality of the team that we. In that, team, in that game against Leicester, are 2 3 nil up at half-time. So the VAR, if it, if, if, if it doesn't go in our favour, doesn't affect our result. Um, so I think generally that's the only, that's the only way going forward what we can, what we can do. We, can't, we have no control over the rules. We know they need to change the rules. They probably need to adapt the rules actually to, to, um, to VAR. Even the, the handball rule, like I know people complain about it. The rule is... There, I hate that rule so much. And that rule needs to be adapted, really. But unless they do it, they're just going to... Why have we got so much stupid rules in football, man? This is, this is, this is for the governing bodies to sort out. Um, we can only focus on our squad. Oh, no, they ask from the elbow, do they? <laughs> what? What kind of... Right. <laughs> Go for it, man. Wavy. Wavy says, uh, what are your preferences in terms of playing in Europa next season? We need it, don't we? We need the money. We need the money. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't think it's about preference, is it? It's like, it's like it would you prefer... Happen. How much money is it? 80 mil? 30 mil. 30, 30 mil. mil. Right, Wavy, let me ask you this. Would you prefer 30 million or would you prefer <laughs> not to have 30 million? Give me, give, give me that, bro. Give me that money. Answer that question <laughs> and you have the key to life, and And, 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 and also, what we need to bear in mind next season as well is that We've already seen Chelsea um, improving their squad. Looks like they're going to try and buy Havertz as well. You, um, you know United are after Sancho and Grealish as well. So next season, the competition for um, places for that top four is going to be rife. It's going to be mad. So 
um, being in the Europa League, like we said, it's another avenue to get into the Champions League. So yeah, hundred percent, we should uh, we should be in it, um, and we should take it seriously again. So yeah. H Suthers, another patron subscriber, says, is there a genuine bias against Arsenal in particular for unpunished accumulant fouls? Do you think there's a bias or is it just... Some people have made hay of the fact that, you know, it's, it's because we're Arsenal. We're, 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 our reputation is that we have, we, we have a soft touch about us and we're easy just to give decisions against. Do you guys believe in stuff like that? I feel like there's there's an element of it, whether it whether it's whether that influences decisions, I don't know. But I I, I mean that stereotype that Arsenal are a soft touch, I 100 percent think that still stands. Whether that um, influences the way games are refereed, even though we got the worst foul, um, fair, uh, what's it called, the worst disciplinary record yeah. in the league this season. And also, I don't even understand how that's the case. But but yeah, we got yeah. the most well, yellows, I mean, the most fouls, the most reds. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, mean, uh, half of them are through David Luiz's dumb errors. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, say um that un- unconscious bias comes from kind of thing that um if Arsenal make a foul and it's yellow worthy, we're quicker to receive the yellow card. I mean, that, I don't know if there's a study to back this up, so it's hard to kind of say this. But um, as a fan watching the games, it pretty much feels like that. Do you, do we you should do fun? one, and if you sign up to the Patreon, you'll give us some money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me. Um, so Thierry twenty twenty one. He's another um, Patreon user. He said, "Where do we see Saka playing long term? Um, is he good enough to be the creative eight in a four three three, or is he better out wide and on which flank?" Um, me, Dan, and Sean have given our Discuss thoughts this on the Saka profile. On the Saka profile, but Leroy, you wasn't there, so you might as well give us your thoughts. Um, like I said, I mean, I think I said it a few times. I still don't see... Uh, Saka has a lot of quality in terms of his execution, which is really important, and that's what stands out when young, with young players. But I still don't see him having the X factor to play at a top level in a top club in the final third, so top left, unless he develops physically. So like I said, I see his best position being either centre mid um, or potentially in um, just any kind of advanced midfield position or at left back, but we've obviously got Tierney there, so I'm hoping for centre mid. Even there, if that doesn't happen, then uh, I don't know. I feel like even if he does play in the final third for us, he'll be okay. But we'll always want that bit better. We'll always want that X factor. We'll always want oh, that that superstar. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So if say for example, say say Saka, you know his future is centre mid. Do we do we still need to go and buy two centre midfielders? It depends on how well he does in that midfield uh, situation, but I feel like yes, because I still think so. I, I, you, we just need the quality. We need the quality inside. Saka's an eighteen-year-old; he doesn't have to play every game. Like, there's enough minutes for everybody. So, I, I was still going by two centre midfielders if we had the money to. Hundred percent. This is the way we're talking about a City team that has a uh, Ben Bernardo Silva and Foden sitting on the bench most weeks. So, yes, we hundred percent need the quality. Um, go and buy more. Go and buy more. If we, if we like, for example, what you want to get to is a position where you have like, like say, oh, we've got Saka, we've got Party, uh, we've got like another, we've got like another creative midfielder, we've got another top midfielder. Do you know what I mean? So you can never, you can never not have enough quality. And and we used to be in a position where we used to have um, like Wilshire, Fabregas, Nasri, um all on the same pitch at the same time. Do you know what I mean? And our bench players at that time were like Rosicki or Sharvin. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. One that you eat, bro. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with Leo. I feel the team with as much quality as possible. There's there's more than enough minutes to go around. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with the boys. And even you mentioned the the Fabregas team, even the team around Kozula, Nuzo, um, Ramsey, Wusha were there, Wazitski were there, Alexis was there. Uh, abundance of technical quality. We need to get back to that level. And um, just having um, one or two guys is not enough. We need we need we need it in abundance. Cool. All right. So I'm just going to do a last five minutes. Just going to do a couple quick fire uh, rounds. All right. Um, so th- these are these are the the the. The non-patron guys, right? So can even be answering their questions, well, mate. You know, we've got okay. to we got to cater to everyone, didn't we? You know, but we might just we might just chop this bit out of the pods. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right? Uh, no, I'm joking. Every, everyone's important. All, all lives matter, as some may say. You know, so you know, no, all, no, all, all, all listeners matter. No! Sorry, I'm just. Hey, that statement, bro. I meant to say all listeners matter. I need to say now, right? I need some of you to sign up to the Patreon because we need to send Lewis to some unconscious bias cream. <laughs> we now, need to send Lewis on the media, media calls. All yes. this is, I was trying to make a joke about AOM and I've, I've really I've messed it up. This is um, why I'm not a comedian. You know, I'm funny, but you know, sometimes I get me, me, uh, me words mixed up. I think make? you're showing yourself and I feel yeah, like you should well. cancel Lewis and I'm going to put a hashtag <laughs> cancel Lewis. I probably should have been cancelled a long time ago to be fair to you. But, is that um, why you call off Twitter? Yeah. You know, you got, you got to predict the out. You got to predict it before it comes. You know what I mean? You got. Uh, I know you like the pods, <laughs> and you got the pods on point. So I'm just. Nah, I'm just done with that website, man. That website just kills me, bro. That's it's, it's bare depressing. I'll be on Twitter sometimes. I'm just like, fucking hell, man. This this is really depressing. You know, down on my day. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, some questions. Uh, Mo Mo Sherwa asks if you could sell a maximum of three players this summer, who would they be? Can I ask, is, is, that Mo Sherwa, is that Mo Sherwa, um a member of the Patreon? No. Sign up to the Patreon, Mo Sherwa. <laughs> Sign up to the Patreon to find out who, who you think <laughs> we should sell. Um, so who, if I can only sell three, yeah? Only sell three. Maximum of three players you can sell. And, and obviously, so that includes income and whatever. Like, so um, so that, that takes into account all their values and all that kind of stuff. How do you mean? So, like, it's the, is, am I selling the three I hate or the three I make money? Or, no, do you know what? Ah, up to you, man. If you, it's up question. to you, bro. It's up I'm going to sell Lacazette. I'm going to sell Kim Doozy. Mm. Um, and then I'm going to sell the Staffy. So you've gone for the value ones? Yeah. Except I mean, for Mustafi. I, I wouldn't sell Lacazette. I would try swap him so it's not a sell, isn't it? That, that, sell that's not, that's not the question, Dan. It's not bro, the question. What, what? I'm, I'm trying it's to find great solutions, yeah. man. It's not a question. You're, you're trying to do the chaos factor that uh, Lero was talking about with, the, with, that, with that fifth sub, weren't you, mate? Yeah, you're the yeah. yeah, yes or no go, you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fair play. Go on. So, sell, sell three players, go on. What we could say is you, you sell Laka to Atletico and then you, what, what happens is then the money then goes back so That's we get parties. Right, that, I wanted yeah, to right, do, okay. but I, I, we go with that. Cool, go on. Uh, for sure, Gwendouzi, he, he holds value. And that relationship with Arteta looks um, pretty ruptured. So, um, and oh, the last one, some stuff you got more value than Socrates, probably. Mustafi probably has more value. I'm just sick of the back of Mustafi. I'm just sick of him. Like, I'm sick He's of done him. all right though recently. You know? He has, but I'm sick of his face. I'm sick of that. Yeah. 
question that he does. With I think Vardy team. was sick of you, his face as well. That's why. That's why you get him the book of teeth. For me, he's not Mustafi. He's Bellerin. I was gonna say that. Mm. That's my three. Lack of Guendouzi. Bellerin's gonna get you most more value than Mustafi. Those are the three. Those are the three that you get. Nah, I just I need. There's, there's, there's something sentimental and symbolic for me for getting Mustafi out of the football club. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, to be honest. Nah, Mustafi's oh, caused us bare pain, you know. Mustafi's caused us bare <laughs> pain. I just don't want to see his face no more. I don't his, see his, con- his contract runs out in 2021, so he's going anyway. So, like Between Mustafi, Collar and Louise, Ooh, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like the, infli- the amount of inflicted pain, those three combined... <laughs> You know when, like, you know when police do a, like a lineup of criminals, yeah, <laughs> and and you see your abuser in the lineup. That's what I feel. <laughs> That's what yeah. Except all all three of them, yeah, all three of them have uh, you know been the abuser. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, all right. Here's a question one from Flabs. I think Flabs. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a Man United fan. Yeah, Flabs supports Man United. What, what's Does he? Hey, hey, Flabs. Sign up to the Patreon. Sign up to the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. And the Mugger one as well, but do us first, all right, mate? Yeah, you yeah, do yeah, us sign up. first, all right? All right, cool. I'll, I'll ask Flab's question. It's a good question, actually. He says, out of the teams likely to get relegated, Villa, Bournemouth and Norwich, which players from each club would you take for your team? So let, let's do one player from each team that you would take. Vi- I mean, Grealish goes about saying, Grealish. Right? Grealish right, okay. So every- no one's going to say uh, anyone else from from. I mean, no one's going to buy that fucking. Who's that striker that they've got? Wesley is, and no one's going. No one's going to sign yeah. Wesley. You know. Yeah. All right. Hey, you know what? Yeah, Laka's leaving, and that. And I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Tyron Ty- Ty- Mings? There's worse. There's worse at Villa. What about um? Does Norwich go about saying Bundia or Cantwell? I guess Bundia. Aaron's. Max Aaron's. Aaron's. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say Aaron's for me. I might take. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and Bournemouth. I feel like Bournemouth are so bereft of quality. It's oh, like. God. It's going to be either Ake or Brooks. I like Brooks. Mm. I like Brooks as Brooksy. a player. Brooksy. Yeah. Brooks is cool. Uh, do you I feel like Lampard will sign Brooks. No, do you know the thing about. the most value. I don't really like Ake. Everyone always talks about him. But every time I watch him, I'm like, I'm looking at him, I'm like, but you might have conceded bare goals, bro. Bare goals. <laughs> Every season as well. Hella goals, bro. Every season. But, then, but, then, but the thing is, but the thing is, if some, if people use the same logic for Kashoni, we'd go nuts about it. Nah, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's there. You know, no, but Ake is a little bit too small for my liking. So, I, I, mm. so if I was going to get someone from Bournemouth, I would take Brooks. I like Brooks a lot. I think yeah. he's got a lot of potential. And 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 I hope. And the thing is, because he he's been injured for so long, like. He probably will be available quite cheap because he's got a sort of re. But he's still young as well, isn't it? Brooks is only like twenty-two. What what injury did he have done? Oh, I can't remember. Let's check. Let me check. I can't remember. Let me do a little Google but, yeah, but he had what, a big what, injury. I, I, I yeah, searched yeah. it the other day. Because um, what always annoyed me was those Arsenal fans that were saying Fraser was better than Brooks. I, I nearly oh, lied. Loud. I said, "Come on." Hey, you know what? We've got bare criminals in Arsenal Twitter. We're talking about uh, yeah, and a lot of them are signed up to the Patreon. So be careful what you yeah, say, he, mate. All right. I've just come across some more Patreon users who are sending questions via Twitter. Guys, send it in via our Patreon chat, so I can. Uh, he, uh, he had an ankle injury. Yeah, um, David Brooks. He was what, out for what, a year. What, what, like Lewis, like an ankle injury doesn't mean much to me, you know that. Yeah, I don't know. It just just says ankle surgery. But that, 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 that could be so many different things. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't really help. 
<laughs> but he was out for a year with it. It must be pretty bad, no? I'm assuming it's ligaments. Yeah. Just all these articles are just saying ankle surgery. Oh, yeah, surgery on ligament damage suffered in a friendly last July. Type in deltoid ligament just to see if it comes up. All right, one second, mate. One second. Let me read out the next question before, whilst I do that. All right. So these these two are from Patreon users, and they're going to be our last ones. All right. Um, this is from Keith Donko, another of my Ghanaian brethren. Um, he <laughs> asked, uh, given most of our fullback suit uh, system with wing backs, do we reckon we will see more of a five-two-three? Arteta has been using in recent games in the future. Is this a stoppage due to deficiencies in a current squad? This is latter. It's definitely due to deficiencies. Just to just just a pass the time, man. He's just trying to get through this season respectably. Just, yeah, it's and and it's it's the easiest formation for him to try and get results in, which is why he's using it at the moment. And like I said, I'm I'm almost like ninety five percent certain four three three is is his long term plan. But obviously, he needs the he needs the right components for that. But also, you know, when people talk about build, like we often build up in like a free anyway, because obviously one of the fullbacks are always pushed quite high in in build up anyway. So. There, there, are, there are different variations of, in, terms of, in terms of what we're doing. So even though the formation might be different, the, the, the build-up and the structure is, is relatively similar. So, the, the current problems in the squad don't allow us to, to play the way he wants to play in a 4 3 3 So yeah. apparently that's, that's the best solution. Um, mm-hmm. As we mentioned this a couple of times, to hide flaws of the players uh, uh, in central areas, specifically um, centre Matildas and the centre-backs. And um, this is just to get by, I believe. Uh, Eman 700 is the last question he's, a, he's another Patreon user uh, Patreon subscriber he, um, he says uh, though all reports link Arsenal with Partey if for whatever reasons deal doesn't materialise what other options will fit Partey's profile interesting question I feel we, we've got our heart set on Partey so much we've kind of forgotten about you that, know. that deal is happening I think but um, it depends how we want to utilise Partey so because he has such a wide skill set, I'm not sure how Ateta wants to utilize him yet. Can it just be right centre midfield? That, that, so, so, yeah, go on, Dan. Sorry, go on. Sorry, he could, he could play as, as a deepest as well. So, but why would he do that with, with Xhaka here? We, ju- we don't know the plans because they could be trying to sign another CM um, and play Sabayas. Maybe if they're trying to get Sabayas on loan, have two more CMs playing with Sabayas. We don't know exactly the plans, but I think because he has such a good and wide skill set, um, he's very capable of playing different midfield roles. If he plays as the right side centre midfielder, if we just go on, on that assumption, um, other profiles or other players that I like, um, I like um, Hamed Traore from Sosulo. Um, he's, um, he's, he's quite a good player. Gets up and down the pitch very well. Has very good technique. What's his name? Hamed Traore. Hey, yeah. I... How do you spell that? H-A-M-E-D, isn't it? Ahmed Junior Traore. Oh, he's on loan from Empoli. Are you on loan from Empoli to Sassuolo? What does that even make sense, bro? What kind of, <laughs> what kind of loan move is that, bro? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> hey, listen, my freaking brothers don't have the easiest way into Europe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened, make dues, bro? Uh, bad, oh, good player. Well, okay. me, I would like us to go back for Samari if we can't get party. Yeah, what's happened with him? Everyone's gone cold on that guy, isn't it? Like, there's no I, one I'm hearing they, they want to flog him for 20 mil, bro. Yeah, but basically, get basically, both him and party. No, no, because you know, can you get both? Well, lockdown no, sales, yeah. No, but, but but remember, in Jan, um, they accepted a 35 mil bid from Newcastle, wasn't it? And he it was 55, bro. I swear. Is it? I don't, I don't. Was it that high? I don't. I don't think this was this was pre-Saudi Newcastle. 
It's 50 it million fit? pounds, 55 million euro, bruv. Was it that high? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay, but fair enough. But, so you, but yeah, but yeah, he, he, he rejected it, obviously. He rejected because he, he didn't want to go to Newcastle. And then uh, oh, Sumari rejected it, and then obviously the board were next him. So he had a really good first half of the season, and he's barely played second half of the season. Mm. So, so now, like, I think they just want him off. But like, Lille are trying to, they're trying to sell quite a few people, as they do every summer, innit? So they're trying to, they're going to sell him, Gabriel. Gabriel's only 25 million euros. Me, he's I still would, not gone, even though he still was like. Yeah, I swear so every he, week is like he signed for Chelsea, yeah. he signed for Everton, yeah. he signed. Everton, yeah. yeah, Gabriel's been linked with everyone, and he's mm. like he's not gone. Okay. And I would love him because profile-wise, he's fantastic. Um, I apologize. Oh, Sharon, I'm chatting rubbish. You're right. It was 35 mil, 40 million euros. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Samari's where that skill set he has and his age, everything is a is a tick box for me. But um, we should be getting both if they're going to sell him for 20 mil. Yeah. If we can get Partey in a swap, we, we should be getting tomorrow. If we're getting rid of two uh, midfielders, in well, obviously, we're we getting rid of Ganduzi. If Sabayos goes, we need two more to replace them. We should be getting both. If um, uh, Torreira goes as well, definitely should be getting both. The only reason I say I say no to that is because I just I don't, I don't see how they would all work together because Xhaka will naturally play because that is Arteta's guy. So I don't think there's enough from a Sumare party Xhaka midfield in it. Just going forward, like. I'm not, but I don't think we should start all three at the same time. Yeah, okay, fair, fair. I'm thinking in the squad. If you're getting someone 20 mil, that's that's a squad squad midfielder, mm. and then you you mix and match them. It's true. Yes. If you are selling Genduzi and and Torreira bounces, then you need you need two players anyway, so, don't you? So, so you're gonna need what? So if we're playing the midfield three, what you need at least five. So you'd want what? Shaka, Partey, Sumare. We're still too short. Yeah, you'd probably have ESR in there, wouldn't you? And then Saka counts as one, I guess. But then you'd still need an attack. You'd have to buy another attacking one for sure. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like uh, after you signed, like, yeah, like Samari and Party, you really need a proper attacking midfielder in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of um, Yassin Adli. You guys know that, innit? So, I, I, yeah. That? Well, you you got to remember, Adli was the one we were supposed to buy before. Who's this? Yassin Adli. Is this Adley. the PSG guy? Yeah, yeah. He, he's <laughs> like he's he's like a bigger, faster version of Guendouzi, and he can actually really dribble. And he's uh, mad. Yeah, he, he's proper techie as well, like. And obviously, what ended, I don't know how, because we, we were on the verge of signing him and then it didn't happen. And then he signed a new deal with PSG, but then he ended up leaving anyway because he never played. So he ended up moving to Bordeaux. So we could have, but yeah, but anyway. I think he's still younger than Gunduzi as well. He's like 19, maybe 20. Is he? Gunduzi's 21. He's younger than Gunduzi. He's, 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 he's a good player, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of good French players, man. Like, honestly, so you don't even need to know some of their names, man. Just bring these youths over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, man. That's, that's how cool. You sound like me at uni, mate. <laughs> <laughs> get the get the ferry over, love. Get the ferry over. <laughs> oh gosh. All right, guys. On that note, um, we'll call it a night. Um, if remember, guys, if you do want to sign up to the Patreon, listen, we're, we're we made a lot of jokes about it today, but we are very appreciative of everyone who does um, join the Patreon. And we hope to be providing you the content that you love and you want more of. So the patron is a great way to get more of the content from us and just to generally support us, really, because obviously we do it all from from our art. You know, we all do it from the love from from from, from here, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, the, the link will be in the bio of the podcast. You can find the link on our on our 
Twitter page, on our Discord. The, the link is everywhere. So there's no no real excuse not to find the, the Patreon link if you do want to subscribe. Or you could just message one of us and we'll give it to you. So, yeah, um, use the hashtag TouchdownFrackers and we'll be back uh, next week with another pod. And maybe we'll release some bonus content this week on the uh, Patreon as well. Um, Sean, Dan, Leroy, um, any any last words? Sign, Sign up. up for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on to you all, like, I swear to you, I'm on to you all. But like, Lewis is playing good coffee, yeah, I'm like... <laughs> Alright, cool, lads, take it easy. has holiday savings of up to 40% on select appliances, like a Whirlpool four-door French door refrigerator for just $15.98. It's perfect for a busy kitchen full of helping hands. That's where its fingerprint-resistant stainless steel finish really shines. Order online and get free delivery. Holiday appliance shopping improved. Up to 40% off select appliances. Now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Continental U.S. only. While supplies last. Valid through December 2nd. Free delivery on orders $396 or more. Podcast Network.